perfect. I'll be quiet until you introduce me. Well, no, he's you talking. I'm yeah, not the same talking. So you already, already blew it, Ryan. We already might as well just pack up and go okay. home. <laughs> all right, hey, all right, all right. And welcome to the uh, Trying to Be Better podcast with Joel and Steve. Uh, we are here. Hi, we have a we have a special guest Hello. today, and we're we have very a excited. Tonight. No, you don't get to talk yet, Brian. <laughs> he is chomping at the bit he's to ready, talk. I'm so excited. The, the person that I'm jokingly chastising is my oldest and one of my dearest friends. His name's Brian Scott. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into what Brian's deal is and why he's even on here. I assure you, he should be on here. Um, I'm very excited because I've known Steve. I've known you for 19 years. We've been close for pretty much most of that with yeah. Yeah, maybe half of that. Really At least, close. yeah. <laughs> but I've heard this name, Brian thrown out by you through various stories over the years and i'm sure maybe maybe i haven't been mentioned to you brian but there's like this is like two worlds you're my joy you're you're my dirty little secret (laughs) gross dude don't ever (laughs) say that again (laughs) except when we sign off then you go back to i know i'm in your phone is that i i I, (laughs) that's whatatever i call right um, so yeah, this, this, you know, this is sort of an intervention of Steve from two different sides of the world, right? Oh my God. Well, worlds are definitely colliding. Worlds are colliding. Yeah, that's good though. That's good. And the um, podcast listeners can't see this, but Brian showed up in a tie and I'm in a hoodie and a dirty hat. So I'm very <laughs> underdressed for my own gig. I'm very impressed. We need to get Brian's avatar for the social medias too, the super yeah, villain thing for sure. So we should probably, uh, Find us on the Instagrams. We're we're getting we're we're not to, we're not to uh, Lamborghini money yet, but we're getting close. We really need I'm, to we really need to bump up our listener count on sponsorships, or we're gonna have to start OnlyFans, and nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. So please, for the love of God, and for the sake of humanity, please like us on Instagram <laughs> uh, at yeah. Trying to Be Better Podcast. Yep, on and, the grams, and then also um, if you if you want to, and we threw this out last time. Um, that uh, if you want to reach out to us, if you have questions, if you want to, I don't know, throw an idea out or criticize us, go ahead and e- email us at ttbbpod at gmail.com. Did podcast. I get that right? Oh, my God. Ttbbpod. We'll I don't even know my own email address. Yeah. podcast at gmail.com. Please throw um, messages our way. Um, sure. Or fan art, whatever you want to do. Love the fan uh, art. Yeah. That I, I just just as a just to follow up from last week, that was super helpful. And I had I've had oh. I had former students reach out to me and send me stuff. Um, I had colleagues uh, say things. I had you know friends identify with it, and it was super. I took a lot of action this week on on that. So Steve, Good. thanks thanks for helping me through that. I really well, appreciate it. you know, thanks for sharing. I think that's the comments that I've gotten is just that people do seem to appreciate the vulnerability which is, that's good to hear, you know? Yeah. Nice. Yep. I hope that's, you know, our, our being willing to show some, share some of our stuff helps people Mm -hmm. out, which is the goal of this podcast. So, yeah. Well, so that's, you know, when we first started doing this thing, what it's been a few months now, mm -hmm. um, Brian was on the short list uh, of people that I wanted to bring on here just to talk to you because I really enjoy talking to my friend, Brian, mm-hmm. uh, Brian, say hi to the people. You can talk now. Hi people. How are we doing tonight? Yeah. I hope well. So uh, glad you're here, dude. Brian and I, thank have you for having me. Other, yeah. We've known each other since 1985, probably seventh sure. grade. Yeah. Yep. That sounds that about right. Like a really yeah, long time right. ago. I think it's because it is a really long time ago. I mean, I have kids right. now that are sixth and eighth graders, so we're splitting the difference now. That's crazy. Right. That's right. crazy. No, it's true. So, uh, yeah. Brian, what what do you do now? Well, how would you describe <laughs> yourself? What is it that you say you do here? Exactly, yeah. I'm a supervillain, as uh, <laughs> evidenced by my picture. Uh, but on the side, I'm an economist. Uh, so, actually, I'm an economics professor. So Okay. Um, and uh, I teach at a small liberal arts college on the uh, East Coast, and mm-hmm. um, it's fun, and I enjoy it. And uh, you know, teach, do a little research, and uh, yeah, that that's uh, that's as far as professionally, that's about what I, I am. I am a, a recovering banker. I was I was in banking mm-hmm. for about six years, and it felt like my soul was being sucked out of me like a dementor, and so I yeah. decided that it was time to leave. So, and that's when you and, and so then that's when you got into teaching after that. Yeah, well, that's when I went back to grad school and thought, you know, I, I got to do something different with my life. And 
and yeah. teaching came naturally, I guess. And, uh, you, that's so, when you moved to Chicago, it. right? Right on. So uh, my wife then uh, went to grad school in Chicago, and I then moved with her and uh, was then still a banker for a while. And then, um, and then that's when I really just realized that I was saving I was saving millionaires nickels and I thought there had to be something more to life than that. Why not, why not, why not go back to grad school? Right. So, and and I, I I do say that uh, I do love teaching, love my students and I love uh, working at the college. So how long you been been teaching now? So about 15 years. Okay. So it's been a while. I'm cool. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. So would you say, would you say that when we first met that that was on your horizon? any of this <laughs> i mean i think i think uh getting my my paladin to a level seven and maybe getting a couple extra spells in D D was probably <laughs> on my on my agenda at that point uh if if i remember correctly we Stephen and do correct me if i'm wrong we met up in uh, gym class uh i think you had just broken your foot or something and yeah that's real like, seventh grade you wow you couldn't you couldn't play and i didn't want to play and so uh <laughs> that's a perfect so i'm match. like yeah uh, i'll be on his team for basketball and i think we sat under the basketball hoop and threw the ball backwards up through it to get negative points yeah we tried to get negative know, stick, points <laughs> stick it to the man we're, we're sticking we it were, to the man right yes that's right. oh my gosh that well, probably is true on some level no no i think it was no, no, I, totally, I think it is. It was, yeah. I totally identify with that because it's like you, you know, three fourths of the gym class is trying to play the game, and me and my dickhead buddies are like, "Well, let's screw this up for them," you know, just because they were taking it so seriously. Oh, it's perfect. Well, and you know, and being older for sure, like they had every right to have fun and enjoy Absolutely. the basketball game and whatnot, but uh, it just, it just wasn't where I was at at that point. <laughs> Yeah, I had you know. a no athletic ability. B, yeah, me neither. Really, any desire to compete mm-hmm. in a no. thing that I knew I wasn't gonna be good at anyway. Yeah. So right. why not? I don't yeah. know. Why not mess it up? Yeah. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but but yeah. So we go back a long ways, right? And I mean, we were really kids back then. We were kids, uh, which is like you know, thirteen, yeah. fourteen years old. Yeah. It's wild. <laughs> legit kids yeah so did you guys stay pals throughout high school or where well i you moved or something i right? moved i went to my dad changed careers and i guess it would have been 86 and uh so i moved to alabama and went to military school mm, for right. a couple of years yeah. and so we you, were basically pen pals right yeah basically you could say that uh we got in a little bit yeah. of trouble during that time um and, i mean one could say that, but yeah, <laughs> but as as it is, as it is, we came out unscathed, right? Well, mm-hmm. relatively speaking, sure. There's mm-hmm. some smoking craters yeah. left behind, but it's all right. <laughs> um, but that's that's the thing is like you, like what I remember um, of you during that time is because we were separated geographically, and it wasn't like we had Facebook or the internet or anything mm-hmm. besides right. long distance phone calls, which we we didn't do a lot of. Well, and they I were expensive, remember, dude. I mean, you just couldn't call somebody for free. I mean, no, you couldn't. It cost actual money. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, calling cards. You can remember calling cards? Like you had to prepay. Oh God! And then you had then you had to dial eight thousand yes. numbers, and maybe yes. it worked, and maybe it didn't. Yes. And, and yes. get off my lawn. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I mean, ain't that the total truth, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, but no. Like, I remember so you like I remember very distinctly. Well, as distinctly as I can remember anything, but from back then, like you really like kind of turning a corner and just being like, I'm going to college now. Mm. And I was like, okay, <laughs> that's well, terrifying, but I wished you luck. You know what I'm saying? Cause I knew sure. that I wasn't going to do that, mm. you know? Yeah. And that's where our lives kind of diverged a little mm. bit because you became for, for very some focused. Years, on... Right. What's yeah. that? For some years. It oh yeah. I would I mean, say we didn't have a like... lot of contact for, Yeah. When was that long. picture that picture Joel showed you at the beginning, that was in 88, but we hadn't really seen each other for a year then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah. I didn't really see yeah. you again until 1994 when I moved back to Lincoln. Wow. Yeah. And, and that was actually super rando because I had no idea what your phone number is. And, you know, again, right. back in the day, if you didn't have somebody's phone number, you just couldn't. You just, yeah. or address. You, you just so, hope to run into them somewhere. Yeah, Brian, I, like, I, <laughs> I still remember. And literally we number. did. 
I still remember oh, you your did. phone number. Mm-hmm. So, so didn't didn't we like run into each other at a grocery store, like Hy-Vee or something, or or did you, you know, give me a call? Were you number? were you working at a store? I think I might have called your working. parents' house. Mm. Yeah, that may have happened, and I, I was working at certainly working at Super Saver, and somehow that yeah. played into it. And, well, you had worked shocking... at Super Saver, and I was working at Super Saver. No, oh, maybe that's what it was. Uh-huh. Yes, that's what it was. And I re- the, the the one thing that I do remember is like we're like, hey Steve, how are you doing? And you're like, hey, and we gave a big hug, and it's like we had never stopped hanging out. It was right. it was super weird and super comfortable, right? Yeah. I mean, because you know, yeah. it's just like. Yeah. You know, what, so that what's was, so that was cool really about great. that is that I remember because I had come back to Nebraska to, quote, get my act together and was really struggling yeah. doing that because I hadn't gotten sober yet. So I was kind of just a yeah. walking disaster area in a different state. And you yeah. <laughs> had graduated from Doan and yeah. were kind of you were in a place of uncertainty about your future. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, well, I mean, no, this is like I went off to Finland for a year. For oh, yeah, that's right. Back. I forgot about that. Right. Yeah. And then and I'm like, you know, I'm engaged, but maybe I don't want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So actually, so Steve and I sat around for, I mean, a, a number of evenings discussing that. And, and uh, Joel, I've been listening to uh, your podcast. And oh, nice. Steve is really, Steve is really a good uh, sounding board, isn't he? Right. Oh. Uh, to kind of help help you steer straight. Brian, he's one of the best. And I oh, and, right. and to know and to know that that like trait of steve's predates me knowing him in the context that we know each other is really cool to hear and i think it's probably really important for him to hear it is yeah i'm gonna start crying here in a minute so you can cry (laughs) it's totally fine yeah yeah Yeah, he he really is a good sounding board for sure he's one of the best yeah 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 so so there it is and so yeah yeah so that that was was like 94 and then you left again i think is that when you moved to chicago yeah, well, I moved to Omaha for a couple of years. That's right. You were working at the bank. Right. You were was, a banker. That's when I became I became a freaking banker, right? You, became, you were working at that little that little bank that had like three branches. Yes, and the bank you had the, the big apartment heart. with all the cockroaches. Ooh, it was awesome. No, it was fantastic because <laughs> I, I I left everything in the fridge, like anything that I might want to eat or eat off of, like everything was in the fridge because it was it was sealed because the cockroaches couldn't get to it. Correct. That was the only place the cockroaches couldn't get in. Like you'd wake up and they'd be like running across your eyes. It was just mm. super duper creepy. So but see that. See, uh, so like listening to that in hindsight doesn't seem that great, right? <laughs> you know what? But, but dude, at the but when time, you're 21, 22, at the yeah. time, oh, yeah. like, you were very successful. I mean, mm. you were like the assistant mm-hmm. manager of a bank branch. Mm-hmm. You had keys yeah, to a it bank. Shouldn't have, shouldn't have been, but yeah, mm. right. Yeah, but yeah, you yeah. were. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And you like, know, I was, you were, I mean, from my perspective at that time, like you were doing the thing and I was like struggling to just, I don't know, do anything. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I, I will, I will remember one particular story that you were a super saver and I would, I would come back and we, we talk and be like, God, you know, I don't know if this is the job for me. Like, why is that? Like, I just can't deal with customers. I'm like, really? Well, what's the deal? It's like, I'll be, I'll be throwing oranges in this giant tub of oranges with like a five foot by five foot sign above me that says 79 cents per pound and a sign on every single corner of this bin that says 79 cents per pound. And a lady will come up and say, are these oranges for 79 cents per pound? And you're just like, oh my God, <laughs> I just lose your mind. That's very, very true. Right. That like, that's Steve's <laughs> personal hell. Right, yeah, it is. I, I'll tell you. Here, here's my introduction, and I'll make this quick. But my introduction to like the working world of the general public was at that store. I had just started, and I was in the produce department with these huge displays of grapes. And mm. grapes would fall on the floor on these mats. Well, you couldn't have squishy grapes on the floor, so somebody had to go pick them up. Right. Right. So one day, I'm down on my hands and knees picking up these friggin' smashed grapes, and I feel this thunk on my forehead. It was a shopping cart. Right. Oh my God. And I'm like, so I expected to see somebody standing there like all apologetic. They weren't watching what they were doing. No, there was a Karen standing there wrapping her fingernails on the handle of the cart. He oh had bonked God. me so that I would get out of her way. Oh my. And that, Listen, my friend, boy, leave. That, yeah. like working with the general public, that is what it's like pretty much every day. Yeah. That's so I don't real. do that yeah. anymore. Yeah. So, so Steve, did yeah. you just like, did you look at Brian, like with the keys to the bank as like, was there like, 
did you did not not resentment but was there like you said like you said he was he was being he was successful he was rocking it there was no resentment i was really right. proud of him you know yeah. it's like you know a hometown Aww. boy makes good kind of thing you know yeah. it's like my buddy's doing the thing you know he's and killing it killing it and then uh, I, then yeah you got, killing it oh go ahead well you got married i got plastered yeah. at your wedding right? yeah. there's a picture of us that was great i'm like crying on your shoulder like you know <laughs> yeah no i remember yeah it was great i mean it was sad but it was uh it was a, it was great yeah, yeah I, really. and and i was i felt super lucky to have such a good friend like oh, you know, right? i mean nice. i don't not ev- not everybody has friends you know like that's like true you, like like joel and i so that's i mean yeah the, the the i mean like that's the thing that i'm i'm realizing as i get older and i know you guys have a few more years on me i don't mean to you know I'm I'm younger. I'm a little younger. Listen, we're both fifty. I mean, Stephen, it's fine. Joe's <laughs> only forty. It's, it's so I'm forty. Sand. But right. but the That's idea right. that like you have, I mean, th- that friends can last through seasons like that, and through time, and through, yeah. you know, marriages and hardship and shit show and whatever. I mean, it, these are the these are the conversations that are are so important to keep together right like and and i think about it like a conversation because you mentioned steve mentioned this on the phone earlier today that like to and steve's the same way with me i get to i get to see him and talk to him a little bit more um because we live in the same town but like i i hung out with an old college buddy of mine and it was like he just showed up and the conversation picked right back up i mean it's like an yeah. ongoing yeah. conversation that never really gets disjointed it just gets pressed you know pause for a little bit but then you just pick it right, right. back up I, yeah, I love that. Yeah. I look forward to Brian. You come to town about once a year to see your parents and yep. do things. And I always look and to forward see you, to that really, time. To be mm-hmm. frank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's and nice. To you, you know, I mean, you're, you're part of the family, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I like to it's think that them. we're kind of our, yeah. we're kind of our own family too, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That's really nice. Mm. So you went to so, Chicago yeah. and I, because rem- I remember visiting you in Chicago um yeah we, me and my friend dylan went there to go see uh, the grateful dead and to right. hang out and we spent a few days right. and we got to stay with you and karen yeah. and you were very uh hospitable and i really enjoyed i remember oh, your well, i guess a, apartment there in andersonville mm. oh yeah oh man yeah you remember that yeah, oh yeah that was, was great and joint yeah yep yeah and i remember yeah. walking down to walking down to um you know the shore of lake michigan from your place and it just that was sure. a really great. That was a great, great, great trip. Um, now, was was that where you brought your guitar? We went out to the yep. park. You started playing, and then this uh, Latino guy came up. He's like, "Hey, can I play?" And you're like, "I don't know, but sure." And we were both a little nervous, but he ripped off something pretty sweet, and then handed it back. And then we're like, "Wow, that was really fun." That's awesome. nice. I actually I don't remember yeah. that, so I'm glad you do. Yeah, <laughs> really cool. yeah, I have a yeah, picture yeah. of me no, and Bill was, in there. Um, but then, so that was 98. Mm -hmm. So how long were you in Chicago? Uh, I must've been there like nine years, I think. Wow. Because I remember you talking about stories about working in the bowels of some big bank building. Yeah. That's where, that's where it was like, I'm just dying here. I mean, so, so when I saw, if you've seen the movie office space and a lot of people maybe don't know it, right. And there was, there's, there's a number of, like so many scenes, like was my life. And I mean, it sounds cliche, but I mean, they, they, that was based on somebody's time at, uh, you know, an office yeah, building yeah. and working mm-hmm. in the office. And, it's funny like, because it's God. true. Right. Uh, but like when I was watching, like, this is not funny at all. Like this is literally <laughs> my life and it's hell. I mean, this can't, this can't happen. <laughs> like I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> like this is, I've got to go The on. joke about <laughs> TPS reports hit a little too close to home. Brian's I like, mean, I have yeah. TPS reports to do. <laughs> no. Oh, oh no. I mean, a hundred percent. No, it was, it was, it was ridiculous. <laughs> so, so, uh, so yeah. So, so that, yeah, then that's, that's when I went back to grad school and then, you know, it's, well, Joel, I'm guessing you kind of know this too. It's, it's kind of like every town needs a mayor, but not every town needs a mayor every year. So you, when you graduate, you just go to wherever there's kind of work and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I ended up in Alabama for a couple mm-hmm. years. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. You were the Yankee. Oh God. It's, I forgot oh, about man, that. Yeah. It, it's beautiful. And there's like so many good outdoor activities and everyone there is super nice, but the race relations were just horrible. Oh, yeah. I, I remember, mean, I remember you talking about somebody saying to you like, 
that's not too bad for a yank. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm from Nebraska, man. Like, I, don't, I don't understand what you're talking about. Right. I mean, like, uh, what, what is this? Because uh, yeah. we have Alabama together, too, because I lived in southern yeah. rural Alabama for a year. Yeah. And yeah, that's horrible, that, that was where your military school was, Steve? No, military school was in Missouri, but my dad was at Fort Rucker, Alabama, oh, which okay. is in, uh, well, it's in the, it's in the, it's in the Wiregrass. It's in the Tri-City area, Ozark, mm-hmm. Daleville, and uh, Enterprise. We lived in mm-hmm. Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, Enterprise, yeah. yeah. So that, was that your first teaching gig then, Brian? Is that, that what took you to yeah. Alabama? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And it was, you know, it was interesting and fun. And, and I, and I will say though, that uh, I did, I did get to meet some of the students that come from like the worst high schools in the whole country. Mm-hmm. And it was a little sad because like, they just, they just couldn't uh, compete. So, uh, I mean, that, that's a, that's an entirely different story about, you know, income inequality and whatnot, but mm-hmm. you know, it, it, I mean, living in, living in, growing up in, in Nebraska, if you never leave, I mean, you don't yeah. get witness to you know a lot of the stuff that actually goes on. So, My yeah. sister, who will listen to this, by the way, but Libby tells a story of when she, because I did not go to school in Alabama because I went to school in Missouri, but she did. And uh, she, and Libby, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but my memory of this story is that she got in trouble for correcting her biology teacher mm. because he had the functions of aortas or of um, veins and arteries backwards. Oh, boy. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. no, that's not how that works. And he's like, oh, yes, it is. She's like, no, it's not actually. And so she got in trouble, some like just because they don't. <laughs> that's just the way it is down there. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, and you can and you can think, oh, you know, they're stupid teachers and whatnot. But like, maybe they just didn't have the education that they probably they didn't have, have the education, know? right? Right. I mean, right. It so goes all the way up. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 not going. But, but all that being said is that now I'm now I'm in Maryland and uh, not far too far from where Steve, you know, spent some time right in mm-hmm. Virginia. Uh, and I'm I you know, it's it's kind of like being if you well, it's like being in Crete, actually, where I live yeah. now, shockingly, like, really? like as a Nebraska, as a Nebraska person, I'm like, well, all of the East Coast is just paved and it's, you know, houses yeah. and road and it's not right once you get way. You know, there's there's big chunks that are you know heavily forested. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, well, you're not, very, you're kind of in a cradle, aren't you? Because you're not too far from DC. You're not mm-hmm. too far from New York. You're not too far from Philly. Is that a correct yeah. statement? Like you're within a no, few hours no, of all those places. Precisely. No. It, yeah, an hour and a half from DC, Baltimore. Uh, well, like an hour and a half. Yeah, DC, Baltimore, Philly, Dover. If you want to go to the racetrack, right? You know. Nice. Uh, right. So go get a little nap. You actually, you actually had parent like dinner with my parents once or twice, didn't you? In yeah, I did. Yeah, before before they took off back home. So yeah, yeah. Nice. And by home, I mean Nebraska. So sure. Right. Yeah. No, that was great. That was great. Hmm. So and yeah, 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 yeah. So what do you do? You have any dirt on Steve? That's what I want to know. I'm just now that we've got all the story. Now that we've got the the we know who you are, Brian. We're so glad you're here. What do we need to, what, what do I, this is where I'm going to take the reins oh. for a second. <laughs> what do I need to know about Steve that like, what, what was your, what, what do you got on Steve? Not that we want to drag his name through the mud, but what Whatever. do I need to know? Because I know Steve post recovery. I know Steve, you know, in, in, in the last maybe 15 years, we've been super close, but before then it's kind of like all hearsay and what he tells me. So what, what do I need to know? <laughs> oh, wow. No, I, I mean, uh, I, I'm guessing there's, there's, I, I don't know that there's anything too salacious to be frank. I mean, oh. outside of, you know, he grew up in Nebraska. So actually he was probably, I mean, he, he was a good kid for yeah. the most yeah. part of I me. Mean, that's probably the most shocking thing I can think of. Uh, I mean, you know, he and I are both rather dramatic and get excited quite easily. <laughs> and, uh, so, you know, sometimes we feed off of each other. Mm. Right. Uh, so, yeah. and I'm imagining, you know, you being what a theater person, right. Yo, yeah. you, you are yeah. also moderately dramatic. So, uh, I can be. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> so, you know, I think, I think all that, uh, that works together, but no, I, I mean, uh, by and large, I mean, everyone that we hung out with, I mean, you know, there, there weren't, you, you know, this is Nebraska. There's yeah. not all that much, you know, madness that goes I, on. I would say that, yeah, like, I would describe our peer group towards the end of my stay in Nebraska the first time. I would, I would describe us, them, whatever, as Hessians. Mm. 
Mm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. probably the term yeah, like, I would use. Yeah, right. Not, not hippies necessarily. No, but, you but know, that we see we aspired yeah. to that though. Yeah. I think because we were a little yeah. bit more, you know, deep. <laughs> yeah. Introspective, maybe. Right. Um, sure. But sure, like, sure, I sure. like most of the people that like we hung out with are fine. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's varying degrees of that, but like for the most part, people are just doing they're doing the thing, and there's not a whole lot of uh what's what i'm looking for i don't know crazy yeah. stories yeah i don't know i mean people just like it's like yeah exactly just... there's yeah there's there's not a lot of yeah there's not a lot of crazy stories i mean i think i well i, I can think of at least one person that's dead from alcoholism mm-hmm. um oh right i think it's, uh yeah. mm right yep yeah um and he died yeah. a number yeah, of years yeah, yeah. ago he died really young yeah from alcoholism. I, I, yeah when i heard that that was that was a sad one he's a good dude yeah um, but but other than that i mean i think everybody that i know from high school is still alive so again it's just it's pretty uh yeah there's there's it's not terribly exciting no sorry joel dang it yeah, well, yeah. that's, that's the thing like well, well i mean our stories you know steve and i are pretty open about recovery so there's this idea that like pre-recovery was this wild crazy thing and you know i think i think what's cool to hear just from that little snippet is like you know, from your perspective, Brian, you're looking back on Steve's life and it's like, he was a really good, really good person, you know, like that we can tell this story about our past self as like, you know, crazy and gnarly, but I think it's cool that you're able to, yeah, yeah. Steve's just a good well, dude. He's always been a good dude. The thing about the thing, Brian, that you missed is the dark places, right? Uh, like we just weren't in contact for a number of years. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. From like really no, I do, I do, but... 94, that's when things got really kind of hairy for me, mm. you know? Um, Cause when I, when we hooked back up in 94, like I was, and you'll forgive me trying to be better. Hey, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I really truly was, yeah. Yeah. Um, I had kind of seen the elephant and I didn't want to live the way I was living anymore, mm. but I hadn't uh, started mm-hmm. doing it. I, I was still trying to do it under my own guidance. Hmm. Right. And that just wasn't working out very well. <laughs> it took a couple more years for me to throw in the towel, you know, hmm. but you know, I'm kind of glad that you didn't see a lot of that, frankly, you know? Hmm. Yeah. That, but I mean, some of, even the, some that, of would, that, you know, would, would make me sad, honestly. Hmm. Right. Sure. But, but even even from the things you've told me and the experiences that we've had, I mean, you know, a lot of, a lot of, there was a lot of maybe self destruction, but it didn't feel to me at least, or I didn't I didn't get the sense or the data that you were just other people's lives per se. Mm-hmm. Oh, which well, you know, parents, maybe you were making your parents unhappy for one reason or another. I would say but, that's you know, a correct statement. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I definitely did yeah. some things that yeah. were hurtful to my immediate family unit. You know um during those yeah, times yeah, yeah. so mm. but you know we're doing well you know we can you know libby and we're i doing, are, we're doing libby and i are as close i mean we're closer today than we either of us probably thought we ever would at that time you know um we were great. two ships passing in the night and um right and you know my 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 poor mom hi mom um i love <laughs> you sorry again um but hey i mean we everyone loves choice right i mean yeah, I mean, uh, that's pretty I, good. Yeah. That's pretty no, true. I, I, actually, I, I, pretty I great. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. still have very fond memories of high school with her. Yeah, <laughs> that's good because I, you know, I don't remember much of those days. Um, <laughs> oh no, that was her, like junior high. Whenever, whenever we hung out with her, it was yeah. She was always she you was know, she, my mom's a very fun person. So, yeah, and she yeah. likes people, and, you know. So mm. that brings us up to kind of current times i suppose mm-hmm. what i was kind of interested sure. in, now that we have you guys on the mic together mm. is you may have noticed that well i don't know our i don't know we almost lost our democracy a couple of weeks oh ago that's pretty weird yeah. um yeah but i was yeah. wondering like you guys are you guys are college professors joel's yeah. an actor you're an economist um what does that look like to be a professor in the year mm. 2021, mm. especially like a small college, which mm-hmm. you both work at. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, I'm, what I'm curious to Brian is just like, how, how is, I mean, and you've, you've got, you've got a little more tenure on me 
um, as far as teaching in this, you know, for longer, like what is lost? Like, what have you lost and what have you gained in this time? Cause I feel like I've, you know, in theater classes where we all need to be there to kind of have the experience, I've lost that connection, but what I've gained is some, some more time and space to sort of be creative. And, you know, that I've, I've found that you can still have those connections, but it's gotta be spaced out and virtual. Like what, what, what have, what has been a struggle for you into teaching this way? And what has actually been kind of a boon or something awesome in this way? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, certainly there is a lot of um, personal attention that, uh, you know, I would, or rather personal interaction on the day-to-day, minute-to-minute, like uh, interacting with the students necessarily, mm-hmm. right? That sometimes mm-hmm. I can't read their faces particularly if they don't have their computer uh, uh, cameras on. So, uh, but but I have had to, um, you know, be a little more inventive in what I do, but um, on the flip side of that, it has opened up uh, intentionally. We spend a little more time, uh, like, creating spaces outside of the class, like, you know, on a Wednesday night or a Friday night for two or mm. three hours to just hang out, well, two hours to hang out with students and just hang out and talk about, you know, what your favorite candy is or whatever, uh, oh, particularly wow. the freshmen, which is that that's maybe not necessarily. Uh, we wouldn't maybe do that as much. Or we were We were starting to do things like that, but on the... But once 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 the COVID hit, we we were much more intentional about you know uh, doing extracurricular things you know later in the evenings, and, yeah, uh, you know outside of the classroom. So have and, you? I mean, I know uh, you're you're up you're you're starting this new uh, you know initiative, I guess. Uh, yeah. Well, one thing right? that well, yeah. See, here's the thing in the theater department. What's what's baked in is almost well, not too much, but there's there's a lot of connection, right? Like in we right. we start right away the first week in rehearsals, getting to know one another, working on projects in the shop during the day in classes. So it, the vacuum of connection was really jarring and it bummed me out like in a real dark yeah. way. And, yeah, and we did have sure. to be more intentional. I think it's, I think it's interesting because I think we've let go of the need to spend so much time with our students and realize that we can get a little asynchronous or we can let them be a little creative. We have a student directing mm-hmm. a main stage show right now. We're kind of giving him the keys to the kingdom, you know? So it's great. like, yeah, that's great. It's yeah. That's been, that's been interesting is just sort of, cause you know, a theater department small like ours, we have, we spend almost too much time with each other, you know, like I, uh-huh. my students are yeah. like colleagues yeah. at some yeah. point, you know? Um, yep. Yeah. No, no. I, and, and I got that impression when I was a student there. So, um, yeah, no, it, it, uh, I, I cannot deny at all that I am looking forward to getting back in the classroom and being much closer, you know, yeah. physically being able to see my students yeah. in the classroom. Uh, and I'm just kind of hanging on this semester. So you guys aren't teaching at all in person. Oh, well, after. So the game plan is after spring break. Uh, we'll okay. be we'll be in person. Uh, fingers crossed, you know, provided, yeah. you know, Maryland doesn't spike and whatnot. So that's, yeah. that's the game plan. So, yeah. but, but shockingly, we do have students on campus who said, hey, you can come back and live on campus, even though you have to do it online. And and the first thought, you know, people that were, you know, maybe aren't thinking about it is like, why would a student do that? That's expensive. But on the second thought, every student or most every student wanted to come back because they wanted to get yeah. out of mom and dad's house. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, know, when, like, I'm, I'm when, done. <laughs> when everything started last last spring we had students that stayed on campus because they a didn't really have a place to go which was kind of sad to see but there were some students that just you know that campus was their home i had one student in my in this like devised theater course that he would like part of one of his projects was like just taking videos and it was like he was taking videos and it was like a ghost town and he was walking around for all these buildings and it was completely void of people and he was like wow Wow. shotgunning beers on the quad and taking videos of it for my class. And it was like, you know, it was just, yeah, it was like yeah. a total apocalyptic nightmare on campus. It was really strange. Yeah. But mm. it also could be kind of cool to, you know, be all alone on campus. I mean, to a certain extent in, in yeah, a certain way, for sure. right. For sure. You know, certainly something totally different. So, yeah, and he, cert- now, he certainly he, made the most of it. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that sounds great. Actually. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a great art project. Yeah. Oh, but, it was. And, <laughs> And Steve, your girls are in class though, right? I mean, that's correct. For CDC guidelines. They've been going, yeah. Well, they, here's the thing is like in whatever, towards the end of summer, when it became very apparent that our school had no plans to do remote learning on any level, I was apoplectic. 
Mm-hmm. I was furious and terrified. And I just, I, oh, I just, my head was just fire flames shooting. Mm-hmm. And, um, right. But we in Holly, man, we, it was like one of those puzzles where there's like 16 squares, but one's missing and you have to kind of shuffle the numbers into the, like we kept trying to make mm-hmm. the friggin' thing, make it work so that we wouldn't have to send them to school. Cause we didn't know nobody, yeah. you know, yeah. right. And, and right. we just right. could not make it work. So we threw our hands up and said, okay, they're, they're going to school. And here's the yeah. thing is that it's been fine. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. been mm-hmm. fine. There's been mm-hmm. a little bit of COVID. It all, for the most part, it all comes from outside. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, it's the weirdest thing. It's like if you wear a mask, it's fine, as long as everybody in the room and their rooms are not big and they're not particularly yeah. well ventilated, and yeah. Um, yeah. and it's fine. We got a yeah. we got an email from the dean today, and I was shocked to see it because we did a, a whole bunch of testing. I'm assuming that's what you guys are going to do there. Mm-hmm. A whole bunch yep. of testing. Yep. Anybody that yep. anybody that was sick was quarantined, but like. Right now, our risk dial went down, and they told us we've got no cases on campus because everybody's great. following the things, you know, doing yeah, the deal. that's great. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, that's great. Well, yeah. that, and no, my, uh, go ahead, Brian. No, no, you go ahead. Well, now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. So, actually, uh, not trying to change the subject too much, but Please. I know you guys have done a number of um, – uh, of these of these podcasts uh, and and being an academic have you come up with like a laundry list of how to do better like is is there is there a is there a guidebook i mean is there is there a program you... should we make a step program brian is that what you're saying that we should revolutionize the I think, that's where i, think I went we should have 15 steps <laughs> right i mean 15 well that's kind of what that's kind of what we're trying like we both are in the recovery thing right mm-hmm. without being mm-hmm. too specific sure. but like those here's the thing and here's uh, like lately i've listened to i've listened to two really fantastic books read listened to and i've talked about this first one a couple of times recently and it's the book of joy mm-hmm. with the dalai lama and reverend uh, or bishop desmond tutu mm-hmm. wow. they, ta- they spent a week together in india talking about joy what it huh. is how to get it, yeah. what are the obstacles to it, and it's yeah. mind-blowing on yeah. a certain yeah. level, okay? Yeah. And then I also yeah. just listened to the book Everything is Spiritual by Rob Bell, Yeah. and I love mm-hmm. Rob Bell because he actually makes me give a shit about what's in the Bible, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 Right. So, so anyway, and my point of saying those things is that the program that Joel and I have sometimes worked uh it's sometimes it's just it's literally i just listened to the dalai lama and bishop desmond tutu talk about joy Mm. and what they talked about was the same exact things that we talk about in the program that we do absolutely they're what they are is universal spiritual principles that have been around since the beginning of time and it seems to boil down to don't think about yourself so much when you fuck up, admit it, yeah. try to make it right, and then be of service to others. Mm. And that's it. Yeah. That that's like, the whole that thing. I can easily go either on a t-shirt or a medallion. I mean, I don't know, sure. right? Or a coffee <laughs> mug, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, for sure. But I mean, like that listening, because the things that we've been talking about in the secret meetings or whatever, it's all it's like get over yourself. Yeah. Admit that you got a friggin' problem. Get over yourself. Ask for help. Mm-hmm. Clean up the wreckage if you have any, and then and then go help other people. Uh, yeah. and, and like that, that is the secret to joy, mm-hmm. not happiness. Mm-hmm. It's a very different thing. Mm-hmm. But joy, mm-hmm. and, and and even even and that's what uh, I really got out of the book of joy is is like people talking about like oh for. For example, like we've all had struggles in our lives, but none of us have ever been in a fucking concentration camp. Yeah, right. Sure. And they talk about survivors of like Auschwitz, mm-hmm. who the people that like, how do you make it through that? And mm-hmm. it was the people that um, a accepted their circumstances. Mm-hmm. They accepted where they were and what was at stake and what was likely going to happen to them. Mm-hmm. And then they did everything they could with whatever they had to assist the other people there. Mm-hmm. 
And those mm-hmm. people under that incredible circumstance made it out pretty intact. Wow. Yeah. Rather than just saying, oh, woe is me. And look at this horrible lot in life, which was true, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I look at my life and think, you know, I don't have it so bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say that, um, you know, thinking back on your last podcast, uh, uh, that, you know, uh, going through troubling times and horrible times, I, I always try and think of, uh, people that have had it a lot worse than me and, you know, mm-hmm. it could always be worse. Right. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what I always tell myself. It could always be worse until something, then somebody said, well, until it can't, I'm like, well, okay, <laughs> but you know, yeah. Well, there is that fine line. There's that fine line, Brian, of like, you know, you can, and then Steve's example is an extreme example. And so it's like, it it does put things, it snaps you into perspective, but it's like, okay, then what's the wise, what's a, what's a wise response? What's, what's my response to that? Because I can't, I can't seem to say, I can't seem to stay grateful on other people's misery. Right. Like it, 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 it's, it's an alarming shock to the system. But it it's yeah. not sustainable. It's like um it's like a ringing right. of a bell. It brings me to now, but it doesn't keep me mm-hmm. there. You know, yeah. and I I yeah. don't know that. Like back to what you said, Brian. Like, you know, this podcast <laughs> we bring a guest on to talk about our podcast. But I'm just <laughs> well, it's, it, what's interesting is that like the the cool thing is that you know you know like if we write a book or whatever, how to be better program or whatever or list is what you said. But there's something about the intentional. I mean podcast aside this is a time that steve and i and other people that we bring on it's intentional time to listen because we know it's going it's being recorded and so there's an accountability there's Mm. like when i speak it like last week when i was talking freaking out about this project it's like i took actions that i don't know if i would have taken had i not spoken them to my buddy steve it's like it is trying to be better is, is simply about is another, another tool in that toolkit is keeping myself accountable, you know? So it's like, right. That this is helping, you know? Yeah. Thanks for yeah. pointing that uh, out. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess that's, for, well, that, just, I'm, I'm curious, Brian, like I know, like you have a, 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 a physical regimen that you do. You're, you're a runner, biker, swimmer type person. But like, yeah, what, like, I do what travel. Do you, what What do you do? Like, this, I'm curious. Like, what are kind of your guiding lights, mm-hmm. so to speak? Like, mm-hmm. how How do you like when you wake up in the morning? Like, how do you face the day, or do you face the day? Oh you man, charge into the day. No. Like, is it like coffee? Yeah, no. and coffee and no. And... Well, I mean, it's it's probably gonna be hyper disappointing. It's just like I usually just pay attention to what's in front of my nose, and uh, like like I do, I do get up and you know I run every day or bike or whatever, and and I and I do it, it, what actually what helps me is if I can if I can register for an event that might take me you know six months to prepare for, uh, and and it's mostly fear that like if I don't get up and run that like in six months when I do this triathlon I'm gonna be in so much pain and it's mm. and I won't be able to finish. So I need, to, I need to. so, so, you know, lots of, lots of exercise, I think honestly, uh, helps me and it totally helps me clear my head and whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I, and I try and just, you know, look at what's right in front of me, but, you know, I mean, just like you, just like everybody else, uh, I, I, I get bogged down or I get overwhelmed and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it can, uh, and so, and so as far as, as guiding light or, you know, guiding rules and regulations, like, as an economist, uh, you know, we're interested in what and how people make decisions. Shockingly, not so much about money, but how people make decisions. And so mm. I, I fall back on, um, so I'm an environmental economist, and we're always talking about trying to maximize happiness over all people over all time, right? And so that's mm. kind of my guiding uh, Wait, my, hold my on. Is- so it's not about how to maximize profits for a very small group of people at the expense of everyone else? No, but you can use the dark side for that. Yes, uh, <laughs> right. You know, yeah. you know. So you're one of the you you're down, one of the Jedi economists, hopefully, right? Well, I mean, if you if you just look at the pure econ of you know if you if you distill it way down, like that's that's the goal is to maximize happiness over all people over all time. But, but even if, if you get into the philosophical part of it, I mean, that means that you could probably you could well let's just sacrifice five percent of our population, steal their steal all of their money, and make everyone mm-hmm. else wealthy. Now, is, is that is that a proper thing to do? I'm guessing probably. Mm-hmm. I think other societies have done that before, and mm-hmm. it, it's not well. 
that's not good. So, so you know, there, there has to be it has to be tempered with humility. That's that's the latest and greatest mm. that I've been tacking onto this. So mm. happy, maximize happiness overall, people overall time with the, you know tempered with humility. And so, you know, if if I can do something that is small and and less uh, uh, takes less energy than it would be for somebody else, and they would get a lot more happiness out of it, then that's something I should do. If that made any sense at all. No, I get yeah. that. That's good. That's like if I, if I notice that, you know, your hair looks rather nice, Steve, and, and well, it always does. Let's not Thank lie you. to one another. <laughs> uh, but but there you go, right? It was a small thing to notice that, uh, you know, you have different hair or something, and then and you get a lot of happiness out of it. That's, I think, a prime example, right? Mm. To not be afraid to do something like that, to put yourself mm. out there. That's one of the, like, realizations that I've had while just being a husband and a father over the last decade and a half or so is that like actions that take literally less than 20 seconds around the house really make a a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I see a thing laying someplace and I'm guilty of not doing this occasionally, but like, I know just little things like walking by and filling the dog's water bowl. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's empty. I'll fill that up or, Oh, there's stuff in the sink. I'll clean that up or whatever, you know, just little, little tiny little actions that uh really reduce um or increase reduce stress and increase happiness in the household mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right even though it costs you a little bit you, you get a, a, a net positive because the other person gets more happiness than your cost right yeah i just i just never really thought about that environment as an economy in the in the sense that it's not necessarily maybe a fiscal economy but there's a there's a relationship economy, you know. Yeah. No, 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 no. There totally is. No, no, there totally is. You, you yeah. nailed it. Yeah, for sure. And, and there's a there's definite way to try to maximize your own personal profit, exploit it, or you can be generous and human, you know, and and have some sense of humility and generosity about it and contribute. Well, and I'm definitely guilty of like if I'm not in a good spot, like I'll fill the friggin' dog's water bowl because you in grades or what you know just that kind of you know like i could go there yeah oh yeah yeah you know what i'm saying like oh yeah pick this up you know yeah if you've ever done the dishes at somebody it's great i've never done that. (laughs) that's right that's right yeah but but you know the the other weird thing is you could also be it also kind of works out where if you have a partner you're willing to help that partner because you know that partner is going to help you so it's a win-win situation even if even if it's not it it might be somewhat even selfish to Mm. you know work with someone else Mm. so that's kind of the weird thing but but uh yeah no i i think on on net if you can if you can help other people but you know uh, it's worth it in general, most mm-hmm. often, right? And I think I know Steve, you do help a lot of people. I know you're involved with a number of you know different activities. Sure, um, try particularly to. Well, with, let's, with you know, yeah, yeah, kind of have to. Um, I, I'm and, super... and you get a bunch out of AA, right? I mean, you you help AA, but then you get a lot out of it. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, like right. that's right. you know, I haven't heard a new thing in one of the secret meetings in a long time. Right. Where the gravy is, is, is watching the next crazy little puke come in um, and, and announce that they have a plan. <laughs> and we just get to smile and say, oh, that's mm-hmm. so nice. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell us your plan? Mm-hmm. Right. I watched, and this is totally out of left field, but I, I think that our listeners might benefit from this and maybe you and, and, and Brian will benefit from this too. There's this show on HBO called euphoria. And it tells the story of this young girl who is a, you know, addict, total addict. And then they've released a couple of, I think COVID shot episodes. One was all about her. And so essentially it's this character getting 12 stepped by her sponsor and getting all of her balloons popped about her plans. Oh. So if anybody gets a ch- chance to watch the, the, the episode about Rue from euphoria, euphoria, that's exactly what happens in that. It's totally all uh, right. fascinating. That's totally tangential. I have, a, I have an expertise question for you, Brian, if you'll let me pick your brain. Sure. Of course. So thinking about when you were talking about like the economy of a relationship or the economy of a particular environment, like I do have some existential dread that we're all being lied to, that the economy is going to be fine. And and this is, we're going to bounce back and yeah, it's bad now, but if we get through this, everything like, 
what is it actually going to, what is it idealistically going to take for us to repair sort of the COVID hole that we're in economically? Do you have any, you know, philosophical sense on what, what the pathway is out of this? All right. So we're going to get heavy here. Just yeah, dude, bit, but, let's yeah. go. So, so, so economists don't care so much about money and it actually doesn't matter. The stock market is, is uh, only just uh, tangential to the economy. Actually, it just helps, you know, money flow around. But what we're really interested in is how much capital we have, meaning how much physical capital, how many roads we have, how many hospitals we have, how many factories we have, and how many humans we have and how much education they have, mm. right? And mm-hmm. so, if, so we're really honestly only looking at those two things. Those are the two main drivers along with technology, which is kind of a wild card. So here, here's, here's my point. If someone came in and bombed all of our factories, then that would be really devastating for an economy. If we had COVID that came through and killed uh, a bunch of 20 to, say, 55-year-olds, that would also be very damaging to the economy. But And this is going to sound terrible, and, and it's really tragic, but it's mostly hit uh, people that are retired, the COVID mm-hmm. had. And so a lot of our workers are not as affected. And so point being is if we can get people back to work, the, the tractors are still there, the factories are still there, um, and the people haven't lost uh, their education. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, people probably get, been getting, have been getting more education because they can't work, and so that's a good thing. So, so it really is a matter of just getting people um, uh, the vaccine and then getting the economy going. And that can be a little tricky. And, you know, uh, maybe the federal government does want to, you know, dole out some money to get, you know, to get people to spend money. And, you know, as you spend money, that's somebody else's profit who then spends money and somebody else's profit and so on and mm-hmm. so forth. But once the economy gets going again, I think we could be back to some semblance of where we were before. Um, mm. I think the, the trick is going to be for the rest of the world. I mean, this is the way it is for the environment, you know, like a global climate change and so on and so forth. We're going to be fine. It's the rest of the world that's kind of screwed. So, mm. oh, that's, because we're wealthy. That. Because, that's right. so, yeah. I mean, I, that's the thing is like, it's, it's so, it's, I think the, 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 the tune that has been hummed the last four years is that the economy's good when the stock market's good. And, yeah. and I've heard these, and I'm, you know, I kind of pay somewhat close attention to it, at least now. And it's like, people are saying that's not the case, but I don't have any evidence to support that that's not the case. So it's like, well, if the stock market's crazy or things are down, that means the economy sucks. But I, I don't know, that's just super interesting and, and very helpful for me to hear that there's, there's actual infrastructure and things and buildings and roads and hospitals and factories and, and people like that. And, you know, we're both educators, the putting the value of education. I mean, the thing that I've kind of always said is education is national security. You know, we spend so much time building bombs, but if we're not building our schools then there's no point, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. No, in fact, education is, is a, is a key component. And really at the end of the day, you don't want to be rich. You don't necessarily need to have money. You need to have happiness. And what's a proxy for happiness has been how much stuff you have. And a proxy for how much stuff you have is how much money we have. So that's why we have this GDP dollar figure is actually just a proxy for, you know, how much stuff we have. And that's really what we're interested in is how many Xbox fives I have, uh, you know, <laughs> right? um, which which is shockingly after you get above um, poverty level, your happiness per extra dollar doesn't go up that much but once you start dropping below poverty level your happiness does go down quite a bit often because of uh, health care but uh, you know and you I've, just don't have the health care that you need i heard i read somewhere heard somewhere that there's some sort of cutoff line like there's like you know right now in particular economy in the united states if you get to about you make about 75 to 80 maybe eighty five thousand dollars a year that's about the sweet spot because anything above that i mean it your happiness doesn't increase so much after that amount, like there's a, there's like a sweet spot of, of, you know, salary, but obviously if you're below the poverty level, it drops off a cliff. Your, your stress levels go up, your health goes to shit. So if you want to make yourself feel really bad, go and uh, look at what the median household income is for Nebraska and then the country. And you're like, Oh my it's God, really bad. Right. And so that means that half of the country is living below that. So, yeah. you know, just compare well, I, that to where you were and, hmm. you know, yeah. So they keep me up at night. <laughs> my last my last job, I spent a lot of time driving around the rural Midwest from Wisconsin down to Oklahoma. 
And most of the places I worked were rural communities. And I can tell you rural America is not healthy. Mm. No rural America is suffering. Mm -hmm. And, And the thing that's really baffling to me is that those people for the most part, continually vote against their own best interests. Right. Right. Yeah. But I mean, you gotta, I mean, from their point of view though, it isn't right. I mean, yeah. You know, I, that's kind of another podcast, but it's like, it just, I mean, I would be in these little towns and I would see people that are just living like hand to mouth and they have no health care and they don't have a grocery. They have, if they have vegetables, it's because they live down the street from a farm kind of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and there's just yeah. no education. I watch people, you know, the whole obesity epidemic thing with where the like the the the, the nutrition was like Mountain Dew and Cheetos and, mm-hmm. and and chicken strips, you know, and then and then diabetes and blah blah blah, blah and it's just right. Like, but but uh, but so and and we have this discussion as well. Like like how could you eat Cheetos and you know Mountain Dew? But if you look at the number of calories per dollar spent. Right. It's, that's it's, where you're going to fill your belly. Bargain, right? I mean, it right. sucks to be hungry. Right. right? You know, so it's, yeah, and so, it's, yeah. It's in those parts of the country that have, are like in the food desert like that, if you're going to, yeah. where are you going to get your calories from? And that's, I mean, that's a whole other systemic issue too, because yeah. if you, if you don't, if you keep people poor and sick, then you can, you can sell them a lot of lies on a lot from a lot of different demographics mm-hmm. from rural white America yeah. to inner city, urban black America to all these other places. You like systemically can keep people at a certain level of stress. Then you can manipulate their actions. And that's, that's where education comes in, you know, like, yeah, well, I was just going to say, I mean, you, you you're the two with the podcast. How do we fix this? I mean, you're, you're the important that's people. Why we, that's right? why we, that's I don't, why, I don't have a podcast. That's why we brought you on, Brian. Yeah, oh, you were shit. supposed to fix this, <laughs> Brian. And, and, and that was your first mistake, right? Brian, Brian where's your list? <laughs> where's, where's the Brian Scott method for getting everything better? Right. For getting everything better. Well, I mean, I, I guess just, you know, maximize happiness over all people over all time. I, I mean, honestly, what you, what you said earlier, I think is probably the best thing that anyone that, you know, anyone and everyone can do is just, you know, think about other people and, and less so about yourself. Yeah. There's, there's would, something uh, really profoundly spiritually beautiful about that though, Brian, that like, if we could economically, spiritually, racially, educational wise, all the, all the things think about, to maximize joy and happiness for all beings. I mean, that's like, that's like the heart of most major religions, but the one that I'm most affiliated with Buddhism, I mean, that's the point is like, how do I, how do I try to keep, how do I, how do I spread happiness and joy to all living beings and trying not to harm anyone? Like if Mm -hmm. we could all, I mean, that's, that's the way out. I mean, I I just, I'm just tripping on that as an economist saying that I'm like, well, that, yeah, when you boil it down to that, I mean, that's what it's all about. Universal spiritual principles. Yes. <laughs> like yeah, but 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 I also want to be rich. So, there, so there's <laughs> no I'm joking. I'm joking. Well, I, 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 don't, I don't I don't know. I don't necessarily need like, that. But. We're doing this podcast for the Lamborghini money. Yeah. Once <laughs> we get that, once we get that Lamborghini, Brian, we'll come pick that's you up. Right. Like we're gonna that's throw right. all of this. You let me ride. Buddhism goes right out the window oh, when right, I get that Lamborghini. Right. Yeah. Yeah. One, yeah. Of the, one of the best things I ever heard is a guy said once I said, if I ever won a million dollars in the lottery, the very first thing I would do is go out and buy something that costs $2 million. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. But you know, well, yeah, right, 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 right. So uh, one wow. thing I want to ask all our guests is what sure. are you listening? What, what are you listening to these days? What's, what's, uh, what's tooting your hooter? What do you, what, what music is blowing your mind right now. And it could be something you always listen to. could be something new. What do you, what do you turn up when you're driving around? What are you listening to? Oh my God. I, I mean, I don't know that I want to tell you, please. Uh, I talked about how much I loved Ario Speedwagon a few weeks ago, Brian. No, look at, no, look at that. I mean, it's, it's super deep. So uh, honestly, just, uh, I, I got into this kick and I get into kicks and I just have to listen to it. And it just becomes like, an obsession, but it, it's Kesha. Oh, Kesha! Uh, yes. Woo! 
Brian, I have a Kesha t-shirt right now in my closet. I love you Kesha. You love I do. Oh, I love Kesha and I love that you I love Kesha. I can't believe that. Oh god. Oh, new that's, Kesha, that's true, old man. Kesha. What are we talking here? Oldish, oldish okay. Kesha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then and then honestly, and then I uh I just I I play the Spotify rock this, you know, it's just like, oh yeah, right. I think that's, so, that's so Brian, I, I have to like, tell oh. you you're the person like when i think of like rush fans i've known through the years you're the guy and joel and i got to see rush on the r40 tour oh right yes and 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 i've said this before i'll I'll say it really briefly because i think we we're probably getting close to time here but uh um you know i i liked rush from kind of a safe distance i was never a rush freak i never bought a rush album i knew all the songs from the radio Mm because when we were growing up they were you couldn't escape them yeah. everywhere on the you know right. rock radio or whatever right. but seeing them on that on their last tour i i it's like kind of like going to see the dead it's like oh right. yep now i, I had the same ex- i thought rush fans were nerds yep. you know like, only because like, they are that's only well, because they, yes are. <laughs> but they for good reason yeah. like Freaks. that is infinitely intricate Freaks. and interesting music and i didn't get it until i saw them i knew yep. tom sawyer I knew Spirit sure. of the Radio. That yeah. was about yeah. it. Uh, yeah, yeah. That and there I knew that like, I was supposed to like YYZ. Right. Right, right. You didn't know why, but it, it was yeah. 12, 4 time. But, you know, you, did, yeah. you didn't quite get it. No, right I, I, I had no idea what that meant. Right. But getting but, to see them and what they did with their, like, their stage antics and the stuff they... It was so theatrical and so interesting. It, and then... Oh, listen... If you like theatrics, then you should have came to see uh, Iron Maiden with us. I mean, they that was great. Oh, I missed out. Maiden was great. I missed out. That's such it's a great so story, Brian. Like that. Oh, God. Because oh, we are first, like, we literally kind of snuck out of our parents' houses, basically, to go see Iron Maiden at the Civic Center in Omaha. And that would have been 1987, probably. Oh, my yeah. gosh. 88, yeah. 87. Yeah. That was that was a glorious trip. It was amazing. You know? It was epic. It was one of those, like, a shitty teen comedy could have been made about it. Um, mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah. Um, and Guns yeah. N' Roses were supposed to open that show, but they didn't for some reason. This is before I Appetite forgot about broke, that. right? Oh, wow. Um, oh, didn't so, like the Trogs or somebody? I can't remember. No, it was Hurricane, this horrible Air oh, Aerosmith right. ripoff band. Like the guy even had yeah. the, the, the streamers on the mic stand, you know? Nice. And they did the yeah, obligatory rock drum solo, and it was just awful. Yeah. But yeah. I Maiden yeah. shredded and was amazing. And I've never been so excited and terrified at the same time. Ever. Oh, yeah. That was great. That was great. <laughs> and then yeah. so they came back to Lincoln in, what was it, 2017-ish? Mm-hmm. So it was mm-hmm. like 30 years later, Brian was back here. Did you come back specifically for that? Or were you um, just here? I mean, yeah, it was just my summer trip. And you're like, yeah. dude, Maiden's in town. I'm like, yeah. So, yeah, so we got to go yeah, see let's Iron do that. Maiden That's so great. 30 years later, it was yeah. fantastic. That's amazing. They're still amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Love me some yeah. So, so, yeah. so Kesha and, and Classic Rock. Is that what I'm hearing, sure. Brian? That's what you're into? Yeah, no, look at, I mean, I'll, and then, yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, I do, I, I'm also like into love songs, like mm-hmm. love pop. I mean, I know it, it's, it's tragic and horrible, no. but uh, that's just, that's just where I'm at right now. So pop yeah. Music. and it, There's something about a good, like pop music, somebody that can write a good pop song and a good hit, like it's it's a brilliant it's brilliant it's amazing Some people want to fill the world with silly love songs exactly well i mean honestly yes sometimes i just yeah listen i haven't i haven't quite you know made it to music or in in, in, in <laughs> honor of your father right. uh, steve i haven't quite made it to music so, <laughs> right. you know well, here's the thing i had today i was gonna actually start the podcast by demanding that we have an intimate lengthy discussion on brian eno <laughs> oh, yeah right because oh, wow. because i listened to i've i know his work producing work from like the talking heads and you two and all that mm-hmm, i never listened mm-hmm. to his his ambiance stuff oh, my and i swear oh, to god yeah. driving down highway two from my work to my house this afternoon i had a an out-of-body experience yes of the celestial variety listening to wow. brian eno yes it was it was amazing and incredible and and i want I was thinking, God, where's this been all my life? Like, I'm a, just an idiot for not digging into this more. I've wasted so many years. And I had to remember the Fred, Fred Armisen saying, I think to Mark Maron, like, you're not late to the party. Oh, yeah. You're just joining the party. Yeah. 
There's no right. late to the party. With There's music. no late to the party. Just jump no. in. Nope. Yeah, that's right. That's so right. That's I, right. just so you know, I'm going to be talking about Brian Eno a lot <laughs> for probably the next two or three years because I, I literally okay. came home. My kids were doing something and I just put my headphones on and laid on my basement floor mm-hmm. and blissed out to Brian Eno for about a half hour. And it was amazing. Instrumental music got me into meditation. Greg Wright was the one that turned me on yep. to a bunch of post rock. And then I started listening to instrumental stuff. And, and in that world, all roads lead to Brian Eno. So yeah. like eventually you just get there. It's so great. Yeah. I, so anyway, not to digress, but like I just, this Brian, you know, just blew, I had an actual moment this afternoon. Wow. That's great. It was amazing. Wow. That's great. No, that's awesome. Well, Brian, thank you so much for, to, for, for burning the midnight oil with us. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Um, Brian, Namaste, you're now, man. you will now, you're now, you're now a returning champion. Um, yes. So, okay, great. With all the so, rights so and responsibilities I, uh, thereof. Yeah, I mean, I, I, admittedly, I was I was looking for hats and T-shirts and bandanas. Uh, I mean, I figure if QAnon can do it, so can you, right? I mean, <laughs> you know, right? I mean, yeah, this is sure. yeah. If we could if we could spin this podcast into a nice conspiracy theory, I think it. Well, no, be... no, no. I'm not even talking conspiracy. I'm talking merchandising, man. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Holly, Holly is our merchandising manager, so I'll get that. Okay, on that yeah. Do, all right. Actually, I'll, I'll, and, while, and now that you mention it, and I'm going to say it so that I actually end up doing it, I do have a mug to give to Eduardo, and when when I give that mug to you, Eduardo, uh, you got to post about it. So there is merch. There's only okay. there's like three. There's, there's three, three items. Merches. Like Steve okay. has a mug, I have a mug, and now Eduardo's going to have we, a mug. We probably so get Brian a mug. I think our guests should. Get no, a I, mug. look. I mean, we, we need to start. get a mug. Yeah, we need to start mass producing it. So, uh, we'll, th- we'll so. I'll, I'll be in touch with Holly. We'll, 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 uh, we'll mock up some, uh, you know, some mugs. So. Cool. I love All it. right. I love it. Thank you so much, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Brian, no, no, it was really good to me. see you, man. And, uh, I'm gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna say goodbye now. Say good. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye everybody. Bye everybody. Bye.